Section 26 of Our Cats and All About Them by Harrison Weir. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read for you today by Don Larson in Minnesota. Section 26 Superstition and Witchcraft and Weather Notions. A very remarkable peculiarity of the domestic cat, and possibly one that has had much to do with the ill favor with which it has been regarded, especially in the Middle Ages, is the extraordinary property which its fur possesses in yielding electric sparks when hand-rubbed, or by other friction. The black in a larger degree than any other color, even the rapid motion of a fast-retreating cat through rough, tangled underwood, having been known to produce a luminous effect. In frosty weather it is the more noticeable, the coldness of the weather apparently giving intensity and brilliancy, which to the ignorant would certainly be attributed to the interference of the spiritual or superhuman. To sensitive natures and nervous temperaments, the very contact with the fur of the black cat will often produce a startling thrill or absolutely an electrical shock. That carefully observant naturalist Gilbert White, speaking of the frost of 1785, notes, During those two Siberian days my parlor cat was so electric that had a person stroked her and been properly insulated, the shock might have been given to a whole circle of people. Possibly from this lively, fiery, sparkling tendency, combined with its noiseless motion and stealthy habits, our ancestors were led in the happily bygone superstitious days to regard the unconscious animal as a familiar of Satan or some other evil spirit, which generally appeared in the form of a black cat. Hence, witches were said to have a black cat as their familiar, or could at will change themselves into the form of a black cat with eyes of fire. Shakespeare says, The cat with eyne of burning coal. And in Middleton's Witch, Act Three, Hecate says, I will but noint, and then I'll mount. A spirit like a cat descends, voice above. There is one come down to fetch his dues. Later on the voice calls, Hark, hark, the cat sings a brave treble in her own language. Then Hecate, Now I go, now I fly, Malkin, my sweet spirit, I, etc. One of the frauds of witchcraft, says Timms, is the witch pretending to transform herself into a certain animal, the favorite and most usual transformation being a cat. Hence cats were tormented by the ignorant vulgar. Rudderkin was a famous cat, a cat who was cater-cousin to the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother of Grimalkin, the first cat in the cattery of an old woman who was tried for bewitching a daughter of the Countess of Rutland in the beginning of the sixteenth century. The monodist connects him with cats of great renown, in the annals of witchcraft, a science whereto they have been allied as poor old women, one of whom it appears on the authority of an old pamphlet entitled News from Scotland, etc., printed in the year 1591, confessed that she took a cat and christened it, etc., and that in the night following 
the cat was conveyed into the middle of the sea by these witches sailing in their riddles or sieves and so left the cat right before the town of leith in scotland this done there did arise such a tempest at sea as a greater hath not been seen etc again it is confessed that the said christened cat was the cause of the king's majesty's ship at his coming forth of denmark had a contrary wind to the rest of the ships then being in his company which thing was mostly strange and true as the king's majesty acknowledgeth for when the rest of the ships had a fair and good wind then was the wind contrary and altogether against his majesty etc in some parts black cats are said to bring good luck and in scarborough henderson's folklore of the northern counties a few years ago sailors wives were in the habit of keeping one thinking thereby to ensure the safety of their husband at sea this consequently gave black cats a value that no one else could keep them as they were nearly always stolen there are various proverbs which attach equal importance to this lucky animal as for example when the cat of the house is black the lasses and lovers will have no lack and again kiss the black cat and twill make ye fat kiss the white and twill make ye lean in scotland there is a children's rhyme upon the purring of a cat Durdum drum three threads and a thumb thrum gray thrum gray in devonshire and wiltshire it is believed that a may cat or in other words a cat born in the month of may will never catch any rats or mice but contrary to the want of cats will bring into the house snakes and slow worms and other disagreeable reptiles in huntingdonshire it is a common saying that a may kitten makes a dirty cat if a cat should leap over a corpse it is said to portend misfortune gaw in his sepulchral monuments said that in orkney during the time of the corpse remains in the house all the cats are locked up and the looking-glasses covered over in devonshire a superstition prevails that a cat will not remain in a house with an unburied corpse and stories are often told how on the death of one of the inmates of the house the cat has suddenly made its disappearance and not returned again until after the funeral the sneezing of a cat says brand popular antiquities eighteen forty nine volume three page one eighty seven appears to have been considered as a lucky omen to a bride who was to be married on the succeeding day in cornwall says hunt those little gatherings which come on children's eyelids locally called wilks and also warts are cured by passing the tail of a black cat nine times over the place if a ram-cat the cure is more certain in ireland it is considered highly unlucky sailors are very superstitious as regards cats if a black cat comes on board it is a presage of disaster if the ship's cat is more lively than ordinary it is a sign of wind but if the cat is accidentally drowned then there is consternation which does not wear off until the vessel is safe in harbour lady wilde in her irish legends gave a cat story quite of a fairy type and well in keeping with many of witchcraft and sorcery one dark cold night as an old woman was spinning 
there came three taps at her door, and not until after the last did she open it, when a pleading voice said, "'Let me in! Let me in!' And a handsome black cat with a white breast and two white kittens entered. The old woman spun on, and the cats purred loudly, till the mother puss warned her that it was very late, that they wanted some milk, and that the fairies wanted her room that night to dance and sup in. The milk was given, the cats thanked her, and said they would not forget her kindness. But ere they vanished up the chimney, they left her a great silver coin, and the fairies had their ball untroubled by the old woman's presence, for the pussy's warning was a gentle hint. If a kitten comes to a house in the morning it is lucky, if in the evening it portends evil of some kind, unless it stays to prevent it. A cat's hair is said to be indigestible, and if one is swallowed, death will ensue. Milton, in his Astrologaster, page 48, tells us, that when the cat washes her face over her ears, we shall have a fine store of rain. Lord Westmoreland, in a poem, To a cat bore me company in confinement, says, Scratch but thine ear, then boldly tell what weather's drawing near. A cat sneezing appears to be a lucky omen to a bride. It was a vulgar notion that cats, when hungry, would eat coals, and even to this day, in some parts, there is a doubt about it. In the tamer tamed, or woman's pride, is almost says to Moroso, I learned to eat coals with a hungry cat. And in Bodica, the first daughter says, They are cowards, eat coals like compelled cats. The crying of cats, ospreys, ravens, or other birds upon the tops of houses in the night, are observed by the vulgar to pre-signify death to the sick. Brand. There is also superstition that cats will suck the breath of infants. Nothing could be more ridiculous. The formation of the cat's mouth is not well adapted for such action, the under jaw being shorter than the upper, which is one reason why it laps fluids instead of drinking. Cats will creep into cradles, but for no other purpose than that of sleep, the bed and clothes being warm and soft, and of course comfortable. Yet, instead of doing harm, they help to keep the child's temperature more even in cold weather. Of course, if they lie on the infant, it is a different matter. Weather Notions Signs of Foul Weather by Dr. Erasmus Darwin In a poem the well-known relatives of the eminent Charles Darwin describes the various natural indications of coming storms. Among the animals and birds, he notes the cat. Low o'er the grass the swallow wings, the cricket too, how sharp he sings. Puss on the hearth with velvet paws, sits wiping o'er his whiskered jaws. In England, says Mr. T. F. Thistleton Dyer, the superstitious still hold the cat in high esteem, and oftentimes, when observing the weather, attribute much more importance to its various movements. Thus, according to some, when they sneeze it is a sign of rain. And Herrick, in his Hesperides, tells us how True calendars as pusses ear, Washed o'er to tell what changes near. It is a common notion that when a cat scratches the legs of a table, 
It is a prognostic of change of weather. John Swan, in his Speculum Mundi, Cambridge, 1643, writing of the cat, says, She useth therefore wash her face with her feet, which she licketh and moistened with her tongue. And it is observed by some that if she put her feet beyond the crown of her head, in this kind of washing, it is a sign of rain. Indeed, in the eyes of the superstitious, there is scarcely a movement of the cat which is not supposed to have some significance. Cats are exceedingly fond of valerian, and in Topsell's Four-Footed Beasts, 1658, page 81, we find the following curious remarks. The root of the herb valerian, called foo, is very like to the eye of a cat, and, wheresoever it groweth, if the cats come thereunto, they instantly dig it up for the love thereof, as I myself have seen in mine own garden, for it smelleth moreover like a cat. There is also an English rhyme on the plant marum, to the following effect. If you see it, the cats will eat it. If you sow it, the cats will know it. In Suffolk, cats' eyes are supposed to dilate and contract with the flow and ebb of the tide. In Lancashire, the common people have an idea that those who play much with cats never have good health. Mr. T. F. Thistleton, Dyer's English Folklore. If tincture of valerium is sprinkled on a plant or bush, the neighboring cats roll and rub themselves on or against it, often biting and scratching the plant to pieces. H.W. In Lancashire it is regarded as unlucky to allow a cat to die in a house. Hence, when they are ill, they are usually drowned. Harlan and Wilkson's Lancashire Folklore, page 141. At Christ Church, Spitalfields, there is a benefaction for the widows of weavers under certain restrictions called cat and dog money. There is a tradition in the parish that money was given in the first instance to cats and dogs. Howard's Old English Customs, page 54. If a cat tears at the cushions, carpet, and other articles of furniture with its claws, it is considered a sign of wind. Hence the saying, the cat is raising the wind. Mr. Parks notes in his copy of Born and Brand's Popular Antiquities, page 92, says, Cats sitting with their tails to the fire, or washing with their paws behind their ears, are said to foretell a change of weather. In Pooley's play, The Novice, is the line, Ere Gill, our cat, can lick her ear. This is from Brand, and I do not think it refers to the weather, but to an impossibility. End of section 26